Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> that was apparently in question as of Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon around 2 o'clock, I thought, well, this might be lights out. Uh, we did this uh, bike ride along with CRCS DKI, and they're raising money for uh, cancer care at Lake Ridge Health. And they, they've been doing it for a few years now. They ride around uh, golf courses or whoever will allow them on their property, I guess. They were up at uh, Royal Ashburn Golf Club uh, doing their ride there. And their goal was to, to ride for like eight hours as long as a, a shift at the hospital. Uh, my goal was to ride at least once. I wanted to get around at least One lap, once. right. One lap. Now, Saturday was Absolutely freezing. It was minus 16. I woke up to a string of text messages mm. that somehow I got included on the group text that right. you were having with them of, are we really doing this? Yes. Are you sure we're doing this? Oh, yeah, I was in panic. Why are we doing this? I was in full panic uh, for the weeks leading up to it because I know physically what it's going to take, and physically I'm not there. So um, we get up there, we get on the bike, uh, I get a little practice on the bike, and that's great. You know, everybody from CRCS, uh, DKI, was terrific. Made sure I had the helmet, and I was all set up and good to go. And uh, we take off. Now, I was supposed to be riding with Matt Douglas and Kyle Douglas. They're right, brothers, yes. and then there's the, the third. I'm sorry, off the top of my head, I, I've forgotten his name. I apologize. Um, Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas. Uh, it's Michael. Kirk Douglas would have done better <laughs> than me. Michael Douglas is in better shape than I am. Kirk Douglas could have carried me on his back around that around that uh, golf course. So I, I get riding with with uh, with Kyle, but I think it's Matt because they're like almost identical. Right. And Matt was the one who wrote me into this uh, ride when he came to do some work at my house. Turns out Matt was at home. Couldn't couldn't make it because him and his wife uh, got struck with the vid. Oh wow! So I'm like, oh, you sucker me into this, and then you don't show up anyhow. <laughs> so he he was at home. They they love to ride their bikes so much that he was at home in his basement on his trainer, right, uh, riding the entire time to duplicate what he was missing. Out. Gosh, he was yeah. re- he was really uh, he was really. They upset. have a problem with the riding. Really They're addicted. Is. They're like, them to riding is like Keith Richards to heroin in the 70s. <laughs> Always on it. So anyhow, I, uh, we get going. And um, we're riding the back nine. And the first couple of holes, now the, the, the trail has all been groomed, but you're right. basically riding in the ruts of you the other. You started on the back nine? Yeah, because I got there a little late, and oh, okay. so I missed them on their, their first go around. It's not a very hilly course, but that would be the hillier of the nine. Well, I found that out. Right. <laughs> so so we get going, and I, I'm all right for the first couple of holes. It's not bad, and we're gabbing as we're riding. Now, I do fall off the bike a few times, but you're falling into snow, so it's not that bad. But just to get out of the snow and get back on the bike and get pedaling, it's right. You know, it's 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 hard work, and so uh, I'm pedaling against the cold. I'm trying to stay up on the bike. I'm trying to stay in the ruts. I'm very focused. I'm, uh, you know, you got to pedal hard through the stuff that's not groomed, or you're going to do a header again. And I must have fallen off the thing eight or nine times. Wow. Oh yeah. And um, so at some point, somewhere in there, I start getting winded, as, as you do for a guy who has zero physical fitness in his yes, life and did zero training for this. That's right. I drank wine the night before, <laughs> and I think Maria and I killed a box of mac and cheese at about eleven o'clock. Wow, I was carving up, you know. <laughs> so uh, we get to about. Was she not concerned about your lack of preparation well, for this at all? I, I I don't know. She didn't really say anything, and I don't think it would have mattered had she said anything. Right. So. Anyhow, she went up with me, and we got there. We're doing the ride, and we're doing all right. 
a little winded, but around like uh, we stopped around hole 14 or 15. You had to push the bike up a hill there. And, I, and by about 17, I was really getting tired and winded. And I had, I was tired of falling. You know, when Craig starts to sulk, I, yeah. I turn quickly. Those last two hills are, or holes are all uphill as well. So I end up pushing the bike up 18 because I just I don't want to get on it and try to fight my way up this hill. And there's a guy taking photos as we come in because that's, that's the end or would have been the end. And he's like, oh, you got to ride it. I said, I, you couldn't pay me to get back on this bike. <laughs> So I decide to take a break. I think to myself, I think I, I at that moment, I thought, I, I can go around again. I'm really tired and winded, but I think if I take a little break, have some water, I'll be fine. So I, I say to Kyle, you go do another nine, and when you get back, I'll join you again. So I, I, I just went, I went downhill fast. <laughs> I, like, I was standing there, and all of a sudden, I just felt completely exhausted. Like, I could have fallen over and passed out. Wow. And, but I'm trying to carry on a conversation, and, and I just finally said to them, I said, I can't remember if I said it to Kyle or who I said it to. And they had a lawyer there. I said, you'll be hearing from me. <laughs> and, then, and then I think I walked away. Anyway, I walk away, and I call Maria, and I say, you know, come and get me. I'm done. And I just progressively feel worse and worse, tired, uh, like I had never felt this tired in my life. And then the arms start to feel heavy and tired. Oh. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go. All the money I raise is going to go right to Lake Ridge Health and right into me. <laughs> so uh, I end up at the hospital. At 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Maria got me home, and I finally said, I have to have this looked at. Wow. I really couldn't shake the exhaustion, the arm ache. And so off to the hospital I go. Now, immediately I'm in there, and immediately I'm throwing Dr. Tony Stone's name around. <laughs> Surprised you didn't text him. I should have. at the he's, emerge. He's my, I, I go, where, can somebody get Dr. Tony Stone on the line? Uh, <laughs> I need the chief of staff. DTS and I are really tight. Um, and so uh, that got me nowhere. Uh, they, they took very good care of me, and I went in and had some blood work. All that to say... I had x-rays and the EKG. They had a tough time finding my heart because I don't have one. <laughs> yes, well, it was black to begin with. Yeah, uh, but it, it all turned out fine, and I'm just physically a wreck. Wow. So I have, I, it was a wake-up to start doing some working out. So we have a rowing machine at home. Uh, I will attempt to get on that thing at least three times a week. That's, sure. That's what I'm saying. I'll ask so, you on yeah. Wednesday whether or not you've been oh, on it. Yet. Well, I need a week to rest from what happened Saturday, oh, so I'll start oh, next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations for one, even making it out. Out there because I, I don't think many people would have put odds on that. Yeah, uh, given the temperature that it was, I couldn't bail because so many people had donated and right. generous. Well, and, and I was going to say, good, congratulations to you and CRCSDKI, the the Douglas boys who raised bring up to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, they did very their, well. Uh, their goal uh, they raised. Um, although anything you raised just went back into your oh, own yeah. care at Lake Ridge Health. <laughs> well, I was telling the nurses and the doctors, every, anybody that was dealing with me, I was telling them the story of having Dr. Stone on Thursday and how I had said I'm doing this ride and I'm going to end up in the hospital. Right. And how he had joked and said, well, he'll stand by and do the surgery. Of which all of the doctors said, you don't want him doing it. He hasn't had a scalpel in his hand in years. <laughs> so that, that was I, I had great plans of coming out to watch. Yeah. Really, I was going to ride because they had snowmobiles that they groomed the 
trails with. My yeah. plan was to ride the snowmobile alongside you and right. mock you as you went along. You could have brought me in. Uh, yeah, I could have. And, and, and then I, when I saw the temperature, it was like minus 30. I'm oh, like, yeah. well, I'm not going to go. Oh, Doug Elliott was going to come out. He bailed as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. My and own then, wife bailed on me. And then by about 3 o'clock, I was like, I haven't heard anything from this. <laughs> like crickets. There's been not a post online, not a picture. Yeah. You know, I heard, saw a couple of texts that, that sounded like you were going out there, but yeah. I had heard nothing. Oh. So finally, I just had to text the group and say, are you guys alive yeah. or what? And that's when I found out you're at the hospital. <laughs> I was, oh, so I was so all afraid. of the mocking yeah. for all of the years for my physical activity yeah. that you've done of me, yeah. you go out once. Yeah, once. Almost died. <laughs> Almost died. And actually, sitting in the hospital after I had talked to this uh, young lady, Amy, in triage. Actually, I got to say, all the people who work in emergency, oh, my God, 12-hour shifts. I was there three hours. I wanted to, I wanted to die. You know, some woman screaming constantly that she needs Tylenol. So, uh, baby crying constantly. Some guy with his head busted open. Some other dude with his ear missing. Like, it's just chaos all the time. <laughs> so, and, I, and, I, and you with a sore butt from a bike. That's right. And I uh, actually did kind of hurt yesterday. And uh, I was sitting there in the little waiting room uh, after you get ch- checked in with the triage. And I, and I, st- I was still really exhausted. And I, I really wanted to go to sleep. And I just thought, you know, if this is kind of how it happens, if you just kind of pass away, it's not so bad. <laughs> I thought, I don't... If, if, I, if I'm doing a header here, I, I'm doing a header. Anyhow, uh, I got home. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. I got to start working out. I got to go see, oh, Dr. Oh, Dr. Dr. Downer. Downer is going to have this Oh, story. yeah. Wait till he gets that blood work. And I remember in the past, I told you about I had a nurse that lived next door, a dude who was a nurse who worked emergency, and he wanted to go kill people because he'd save them from turning blue, and then they'd go outside and have a cigarette. Right. Well, I'm sure my doctors would want to kill me, too, because when we got home, we ordered Swiss chalet. <laughs> Howard Hessman. Passed away on Saturday. If you don't know who Howard Hessman is, he's most well known as Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP in Cincinnati. Was on the air for only four years. And then they had a, a reboot of it, uh, I think in the late 80s, or early 90s. And he showed up occasionally for, but it was a whole new cast and wasn't nearly as good. It was a, a terrific show and I, I loved it. Well, one, I was so passionate about this business and I was just i guess getting into it as the show came to an end but one of the great things about working in radio uh over the years is that show has been referenced so many times and anybody you speak to in this business when they started off in a smaller market their place was just like wkrp in cincinnati it's true if you go back and watch it all the dial dials on the board instead of slider pots and of course playing records and now everything's in the computer so it was really spot on in, in a lot of ways. And that character of Dr. Johnny Fever was just loved by, by so many people. Uh, he, uh, he, he was so good at it because he was a DJ in his earlier beginning of his career in San, uh, San Francisco. He started at a station. I think he was DJ Don Sturdy It was his name. When oh, he was wow. There. It was back in the day when everybody changed their name yes. to something. Yeah, too, you right? had to. He changed his name in every market he was in. If you watch the show with his coffee cup, he had like Johnny Sunshine, Johnny Duke, Johnny Midnight, uh, Johnny Styles, And then, of course, his real name in the show was Johnny Caravella. Uh, and every now and then he'd have to look at the mug and he'd go, I'm Dr. Johnny. <laughs> so many great episodes when he gave away the money by mistake right. on the air. And 
The and, turkeys uh, can fly. Turkeys can fly yeah. is an all-time great. Hard to believe it's only on for four years. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, really terrific. And and so when the show started, it was this failing radio station in Cincinnati, and they brought in a guy named Andy, and Andy became the program director. And Andy decided they were going to flip from elevator music to rock and roll, and he allowed Johnny the honor of doing the format flip. <laughs> Like his oh, intro really? lines over songs, so all that fellow babies, and, <laughs> and it just cut from a different time, right? That's when DJs just yelled and rambled nonsense. You think that? <laughs> my first night yeah. in a music radio station, right. I was shadowing a guy who looked like Johnny, Johnny Fever, <laughs> and the guy across the hall was playing music and talking like yeah. Johnny Fever. <laughs> I thought, what the hell have I gotten myself into? I thought it was only WKRP. I remember even being in school uh, at Humber, taking the radio program, and we all had to stand up and do some like mock radio thing. And one of the guys I went to school with, he right away was, "Oh, fellow babies!" And this, <laughs> and the teacher went, "All right, Johnny, all right, Johnny, sit down." Well, a couple of things I always uh, wanted to get was he had a, a T-shirt that he always wore. A Black Death was right. the name of a yeah. band. He always had that on, and I always wanted that coffee cup. That would have been a great uh, collector's. Hopefully, he owned it. Hopefully, he kept it uh, as a. That's a piece of history from a, a terrific television show. Dr. Johnny Fever, rest in peace. It's been a big part of the weekend, especially when I was sitting in the emergency room into Lake Ridge Health, but <laughs> watching the news <laughs> and uh, following along with what was going down in Ottawa. And, um, you know, for the amount of vehicles that were there and amount of people, I, I guess it's been reasonable. Uh, there are stories uh, because unvaccinated people, and you would assume uh, many of these who are involved in this uh, protests are not uh, vaccinated, or at least some. Anyhow, they're not allowed into uh, bathrooms or public bathrooms in Ottawa, and certainly the restaurants were still all closed. So they were uh, dropping their guts on the sidewalks and lawns and stuff like that, just I guess because there was nowhere else to go. There was a bad story about a, a food bank being robbed. Yes. Well, yeah, there were just uh, protesters were coming in and and uh, demanding you know free food mm. basically from it and and. Uh, there was funds being raised for that food bank as of yesterday. And, and yes, you know, whatever you want to call this element of, of the, uh, of this group, mm. you know, <laughs> fringe is a word that's being thrown around a lot when it comes to this thing is it's, it's raising tensions with all of it. But, you know, within any protest, there are the bad actors that happen. And, you know, the, the, the crazy part about this is that, you know, while it was predicted, you know, it, it couldn't be prevented. Mm. Right. Uh, you know, this is, you know, for a lot of this, it, it seems like it, it, it 
sides toward the right wing start part of things, and they were the first to criticize left wing rallies when yep. it came to Black Lives Matter, and uh, the the actors that took part of there became a big Antifa thing, and now the right wing side has you know a conservative group has a a, a a protest, and you know bad elements of that you know took take over with swastikas on the. On Capitol Hill, people you know marching and stomping on the uh, tomb of the unknown soldier, parking on the cenotaph, which was taken care of quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the Terry Fox statue, um, you know, yes, they they hung a flag over it. They put an anti mandate si- sign, which you know, offside uh, of course. many calling yeah. because you know that's you don't attach you know other people to your message like that and. You know, it was cleaned up, whether it was cleaned up by the truckers or it was cleaned up by someone else. It doesn't matter. It was cleaned up, mm. right? And, um, you know, right away, all of this, we were, I think we were waiting for bad things to happen from a lot of this, yeah. right? Oh, you it know, still could come. You were waiting for, you know, the element that's that, that was behind the GoFundMe of being, you know, some of them being a right-wing group. You're thinking, okay, at what point... Uh, is something nasty going to happen and, and develop from this? You know, a lot of the verbiage was bad, and, and yes, they're you know, the Confederate flags are not what you want to see on, on on Capitol Hill either. But no. um, again, it's a small group with from within, and hopefully, you know, the ones. And as, as I said all along, you have the right to a peaceful protest. You just have to be careful that those with extreme views don't take over your message, mm. right? And so it looks like they did a pretty good job of pushing some of that away. But, of course, you know, the talk of it two days later is, oh, yeah, did you see how crazy it got, mm. right? Yeah, well, look, the minute you have a, a swastika flag or the minute you have a Confederate flag, then you, you've lost, you know. And, and if other truckers or people involved had seen that and said that this has nothing to do with that and remove those. But I saw not a lot of that. I saw a lot of F. Trudeau uh, signs everywhere. Right. One woman holding her baby and an F. Trudeau sign as well. So that's that's good parenting, I right. think. <laughs> um, I mean, there was trucks with it down the side and there was a helicopter uh, with it painted on. So there's some money out there. I mean, what will come of this? Uh, not much. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, are they going to change the mandate at the border? That's what this originally started for and why the truckers were involved because of the vaccine mandate at the border. Problem is, you know, the Americans have one as well. Yeah. So for Canada to get rid of that, there would have to be uh, some talk between the Americans and the U.S. Maybe that or, or Canadians and Americans. Maybe that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, the talk, at least progressing forward. Obviously, at some point it's going to end, but it's not going to end today. And I don't think it's going to end before the truckers leave no. uh, Ottawa. Although at some point, will they not get sent home? Like, this yeah. can't carry on forever. Uh, at some point, they'll, they'll be removed yeah. you know, forcefully. And I think, you know, there's an element that wants that to prove that they're being pushed out right. and, and being shut down or locked down. Um, you know, as for the mask mandates, those are provincial rules mm-hmm. anyway. So it, there's not going to be a lot of change when it comes to that. And provinces are already starting to open up and loosen those yeah. as, as Quebec and Ontario do that today. The fallout from this may come from that kind of um, middle-of-the-road conservative element, mm. right? And the Conservative Party, you know, interesting to see how they take the Pierre Polyevres and the Arno tools of the world who were backing the truckers and, and you know, being that opposition mm-hmm. to, the, to the government, you know, kind of pointing it out. They have to watch out for that 
you know, outside element to that far right wing that makes it look bad because you don't want to be tied to that. Well, didn't Aaron recently say they were going to be looking at making changes within the party because they've got to be more balanced? Yeah, they, well, they're and, already seen as too far representative. Right. And, and listen, he's got to walk, watch his own words because right. he was the first to say when Indigenous groups were blocking a pipeline that you got to get in there and remove them. Yeah. Right, so you know now that his road to Ottawa is is being blocked, what are you going to say to this? Group, yeah, right. Yeah, you just have to listen. You know, you go and have your protest, a peaceful protest. You have a right to do that. They showed that there were a lot of trucks there. Mm. You know, the numbers in the end. You who know, knows? I don't. Who knows? I don't think it's what you know some were predicting. And who the hell was predicting fifty thousand trucks anyway? Because I don't think the math was right on that. I think lots with. of times you get once a year, you probably get more bodies at Parliament Hill and Canada Day. In, right. In some well, ways, I you mean, know. it's a hell of a lot warmer. I mean, no, I'd that's go, true. I'd go when it's plus thirty, uh, as opposed to minus thirty as well. Right. But you know, in the end, there were a lot of people with trucks and other support there. That showed that they had more support than just trucks. Right. That other people are are tired of this and afraid of this, and they had their 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 message, and they they got it across. I I might have missed this, so I apologize if I did. Did Trudeau ever speak? Did he come out and hold a press conference or no, say anything? No, no, he's going to speak to the media today. Okay. Um, but uh, but no, he was all holed up as his, I think as his son had COVID, and so he was close contact. So bad. And it did, yeah, it looks you know truly. Bad. But at the same time, you know, does he have to speak to every protest that happens? No, but he has to speak to the country, I think. Right. I think he has to say something to the country about it. I only wish, my only regret is that I didn't get into a chip truck and drive it to Ottawa. <laughs> Would have made a fortune. In 2013, scientists in China were able to grow a human tooth from scratch using stem cells taken from human urine. Oh, could you spend a little more time keeping a virus in a factory and a little less time with the fake teeth? <laughs> Not playing with all the urine. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. The ah, phrase. That would be a yellow tooth, wouldn't it? It would be a yellow tooth. Eesh. Bad breath, too, you'd think, huh? Right. Did you have a poop sandwich? No. <laughs> the phrase, cut to the chase, comes from the silent film era. Oh. When movies were usually long love stories that ended with a thrilling chase scene. So when people would say cut to the chase, it meant skip all the boring details and get to the exciting. Because <laughs> we didn't want foreplay? <laughs> Who does? <laughs> Who does, really? Florida, the sunshine state, right? has more indoor tanning salons than McDonald's locations. <laughs> it's too hot outside. Oh, yeah. Even though Nevada is most famous for its legalized gambling and, I guess, uh, prostitution... The, the bunny ranch and such, the bordellos, it doesn't have a lottery. Lotteries have been illegal in Nevada since the state's constitution was ratified in 1864. I guess that's why you see some of those like Powerballs and stuff. Only certain states mm-hmm. play them. That's right. right. you think the state would uh, want every dime it can, though. And uh, I don't know why. They do all right already. Yeah. There are 96 bags of something that were left on the moon. Astronauts from the Apollo missions left them there to reduce the weight of their shuttles so they'd be able to bring back moon rocks and core samples. Bags of what? There are bags of something, and it's not their empties. Oh. Well, it is their empties. Right. And when they emptied their bowels. Oh, no. 96 (laughs) bags of poop, pee, and vomit on the moon. Oh, gross. Yeah. That's not fun. See, even us humans, we litter everywhere. Uh, my luck, that would be the first step I take. Would be <laughs> right. right into one of those bags. <laughs> right into, oh, crap. Ah, <laughs> who chose for a white suit to go back now? <laughs> Blue whale calves can gain 200 pounds a day every day for most of the first year of their lives. Oh, that makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, when I dive into a hell of a good dip watching Ozark this afternoon. You're 200 pounds a year. <laughs> this is while they're nursing roughly the first eight months. Those poor blue whale moms. 
Right. That's a lot of nursing to put on 200 pounds a day. It is. The CEO of the identity protection firm LifeLock once gave out his social security number in an ad to prove how effective the service was. His identity was stolen 13 times and the company was fined $12 million for false advertising. <laughs> Oops. Oops. That's great. The official birthplace of Kermit the Frog is Leland, Mississippi. All right. Jim well, Henson. Things I'd ever asked? No, but now you know. Jim Henson used to spend time as a child growing up there. Zebras have stripes to help them keep cool. Zebras graze longer than other animals, which means they're out in the sun longer, and the stripes help them regulate their body temperature. Right, okay, because I think we learned before their natural color would be black. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, boy, that's a tough gig as a zebra. <laughs> Not I mean, if everyone's got a beef. Everyone's got a beef with something today. Zebras have to have a beef. Right. I mean, you make you look like a referee in the middle of the <laughs> desert. <laughs> I like a complete idiot. <laughs> you got, got lions roaming around. Could you make me look more obvious? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, finally, if you're eating at Hungry Jack's in Australia, what are you actually having? Well, you're enjoying Burger King. Oh. Yeah. It's supposedly Burger King is a small restaurant already uh, with that trademark in Australia, so they had to go with something else. So it's Hungry Jack's. What an odd name to... To switch to, it mm. seems like a complete left turn. Do you still get a Whopper there? I would, I would think I, if if somebody at Burger King has yet to uh, patent the term Whopper, <laughs> why wouldn't they? It could have been like Burger Queen, or right, yeah, or the Crown, something like yeah. Crown Burgers, something right, some somewhat affiliated. Anyhow, like with, what do you get? They go for a Big Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, perhaps that's what it is. Oh my, look who joins us. It's Ted Reader for Holinda's Meets. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Good morning, Ted. How are you? Can't complain, you know, vertical. Yeah, upright. Looking forward to another week. I hear restaurants are opening this week. Yes. 50% capacity. So that, that means, should be good. That means we can, you know, well, no, the joint's closed to the spring, right? I was going to say we could go to the joint, but there'd be nobody there. Yeah, nobody will be there. Just a pile of snow. Just a pile of snow. But you'll be More than welcome to go golf all you want. <laughs> but you'll be back at it uh, soon enough. We're probably only about seven or so weeks away from uh, from spring. So when do you reopen? We're, we're looking at uh, probably sometime first of April to mid-April. So mm-hmm. in that range. All depends on, uh, on you know, how things go and what uh, our wonderful government uh, lays out for us for mm-hmm. the spring. But we'll see. Yeah. We're excited to be, uh, to be getting back and uh, getting things rocking and rolling and having some fun. Yeah. You know, and, and, making any, tasty. Any new ideas? Any uh, things you can tease us with uh, menu-wise? <clears throat> new additions uh, at the joint you're thinking about? Well, we're working on uh, wood-fired pizza. Oh, will be uh, will be something that we'll be doing at the uh, the joint uh, once things get rocking and roll. Building uh, building a pizza oven outside, so we'll be uh, able to fire that. We're going to bring steak night back this year, so uh, Friday nights will be steak nights at the joint. And uh, just uh, you know, watching where things go. Prices are going up in 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 the world on everything. Yeah, uh, I'm really focused on watching what the brisket price is doing because no, that makes a big difference. But uh, you know, making tasty is all we got to do. Is yeah. Have some fun. Well, let's talk. And, uh, let's talk a bit about pizza then, because that that's a big craze for barbecue fans with the, the with the hot stone or whatever you call yeah. it to to make pizza. Uh, any tips if you want to grill pizza from Teddy Reader? Well, one is uh, a stone makes it easier. So whether you're going to use a gas grill or even, you know, if you've got a pizza oven, all the best. That's that's a great way to do it. 
but if you don't and all you have is a gas grill, invest in a pizza stone. Because that pizza stone can be used on your gas grill. It also can be used in your oven. And that will give your pizza uh, a more even cook when you go to fire it in. Okay. So you want to get that nice crust. So you want a crispy, crispy crust. You don't want it to be soggy. You want it to cook quickly and evenly. And, and I will say that I've been I've been seeing a lot about these tiny little uh, propane-powered pizza ovens called uni ovens. I've seen those as well. A friend of mine has one, and they swear by it. They swear by it. I, I haven't used it. I've seen it in use. Uh, makes a mighty fine pie. Makes got, a mighty fine pie. I got to the point last year where we were making pizzas. We got some pizza stones, and he lay them on the barbecue, and uh, Adrian would make a crust, and the kids do it all up. Yeah. Then I went and invested and got a, a proper pizza peel, which is the big, huge spatula all right. to take them off. And, and, you know, like anything, if you have the right tools for the job, it makes it so much easier. Well, Craig got one of those pizza peels at his house, but uh, the lovely Marie just used it to smack him on the back of the head. <laughs> I learned he's actually never taken a pizza out of the oven with it. It's just he's got these welts on the back of his head from where it's hit him a thousand times. You got that right, Teddy. Actually, a quick little story about cooking pizzas. When I was in high school, I had a job at a mother's pizzeria where I lasted one week. Wow. Because I, uh, on my second or third shift... Uh, I went to take a large pizza out of the oven, and back then you just had to put the tongs in the middle and balance the tray. And, of course, those pizza ovens are, I don't know, what, 700 degrees or whatever the hell they are. So I'm taking the pizza out, and it starts to slide, and I'm panicked that the pizza's going to hit the floor. So I put my bare, I immediately put my bare hand underneath the tray and burnt my hand from my tip of my fingers to the end of my hand. Didn't want to tell the boss. So this is a real health issue, I think, and safety. Spent the rest of my shift shoving my burnt hand into frozen and pepperoni, which then, of course, we later served to people. Shockingly, I was fired a week later. Uh, thank God you're not in food service. Oh, yeah. You know now, what I think I'm going to do today? I might introduce the kids to the English muffin pizzas because that was something good. that I used to make as a yeah. kid. I don't think I've ever done that with They're that. good. I do it with a French baguette. I'll cut it in half and nice. I'll make a pizza out of a French baguette. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's all sorts of things. There's cauliflower pizza now where people are making their crust out of right. cauliflower. Focaccia as well. You use that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now, any- yeah, that's just insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, anything. Cauliflower on pizza. That's why you might as well go ask for pineapple. <laughs> now, is there anything that you uh, hate on pizza, Ted, or are you fairly wide open to everything? Well, I can tell you that uh, Chef Bender, uh, Ezio up at the joint, he keeps telling me that we're going to, we, we have to try pickle pizza. And uh, I don't know, those out there, maybe they want to send me a note. Have they ever had pickles on their pizza? I haven't. I have. It doesn't seem to make any sense. I've so what's the, what's the result? I, well, I love pickles. Anyhow, I, I could eat pickles all day long, so I love them. It was good. I mean, I like the balance of kind of the, the salty, the vinegar taste against the uh, the sauce. It was a white sauce of some sort, the one I had. Of course it was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you an anchovy man? That's the most detested thing. I do like anchovies, and I actually do like pineapple on my pizza. Uh, As long as it's not like soggy, soggy, soggy pineapple. It's got to be well-drained. Um yeah, I like I I like pizza, and I would give pickle pizza a try. So Bender, if you're listening, I'll give it a go. Let's get at her. You know, keep that mind open and and uh, and create new flavors and have some fun. Yeah. Push the boundaries, enjoy. It. That's what it's all about. Get outside and cook something, even oh. if it's cold. 
Uh, we certainly uh, always take your advice on that. Nothing wrong with trying and experimenting, and we look forward to pizza at the joint this spring, my friend. All right. Well, thank you very much. I uh, look forward to having everybody out there sometime in April. Perfect. Watch for the weather. Watch for the signs. And uh, we'll keep you posted on what's going on. Beautiful. People want to talk to you about pickle pizza or anything else on the grill. How do they get a hold of you, Teddy? You'll find me in social media at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.